One of the greatest impacts on our heart is when we can hear life change stories from a fellow struggler in life. We need to hear what God is doing in our life and in each other's lives to bring hope and encouragement, oxygen for our soul. Today, we're going to hear a life change story from a brother in Christ. Welcome to Celebrate Recovery official podcast that shares life change stories, courage, hope, and leadership wisdom centered around the Celebrate Recovery principles. And Jesus Christ tells us that we can find happiness and blessing when we face our hurts, hangups, and habits, and even our broken relationships as we surrender our life and will over to his care and control. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the Global Field Director with Celebrate Recovery and so glad to be here with you today. Hey, thanks for how you're giving us high ratings. You're sharing this uh, with text and, and emails and even on social media. We're grateful for your helping us to get the word out and uh, that helps us to reach more hurting people. Today, I'm really excited to introduce a brother in Christ I've known for a few years and just love his testimony. He's agreed to come on and share his life change story. Uh, Michael, thanks for being here with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to, to be here. Yeah. So, man, introduce yourself and we'll jump into a conversation. Yeah, I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I struggle with sexual addiction, codependency, food issues, and pride. And yeah, my name is Michael. Hey, Michael. And thanks for for jumping on uh, for our listeners to mm. hear the impact of this ministry we call Celebrate Recovery. But so, man, kind of walk us through how did you come about being introduced to this ministry, Celebrate Recovery? How, how did you get introduced to that? Yeah, so it really started when I moved up to Northwest Arkansas, and I heard uh, one of my roommates, uh, he had mentioned Celebrate Recovery. I, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. You know, I didn't really think too much about it. And, uh, you know, at the same time, I had been struggling with, um, you know, just sexual addiction and uh, pornography and acting out for almost 20 years. Mm. And I was 26, 27, well, actually it was probably 25 or 26 when I first heard the word celebrate recovery. And so I didn't think of anything about it. Fast forward a few more years, the, the local church that I was going to was doing a discipleship series. Mm. And it was kind of a point in my life where, I mean, I didn't really know where to go. I had tried all the things. I tried kind of open it up a little bit to people. Um, you know, I tried to, I'm going to do more quiet time. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to be better. I'm going to do better. And, and so it just hadn't worked. And so mm. when I heard these words, you know, discipleship and do you have someone that's pouring into you and that mm. you're pouring into and do you have someone coming alongside you? And I was like, I need that. And, and so I approached one of the pastors and said, Hey, um, you know, I really, I was really impressed at just the discipleship series. And I really feel like I need to, um, have someone come walk alongside me. He said, well, why? And I ended up just spilling my guts, you know, mm. just saying, this is my story and this is where I'm at. And I really need someone. And he said, well, let me, let me think and pray and just see if there's someone who I think would really pair up well with you. And he ended up, you know, giving me a name of a guy, older guy and said, yeah, this guy would really like to meet with you. Kind of have some similar story, things in your stories. And, so I ended up, you know, again, I got up early, 6 a.m. breakfast. I was like, okay, here we go. And <laughs> and so I ended up, again, spilling my guts to this guy. And at the end, just kind of with a twinkle in his eye, just kind of nodded and said, man, thanks for sharing. 
have you ever heard of Celebrate Recovery? And, and that was kind of how it all started right there. So Wow. So I just want to kind of feel the weight of that. I mean, how hard, because you had spent, what, 20 years yeah. carrying this, mm-hmm. and now you're finally letting somebody into this. What was that like uh, to finally just open that part of your heart with another human being um, and kind of work against those shame messages that you were hearing? I mean, it was scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was all the... Yeah, I've learned now to kind of honor those things. Like when I, so even just now thinking about, yeah, when, when I say it was scary, because I think in my head it was, I'm going to get rejected. You know, I'm going to, you know, because I'd experienced some similar things, you know, in my past where I'd opened up and it didn't turn out well. And so, well, that's going to happen every time, you know, right. That's the story in my head. And, and, uh, and this person's going to judge me or this person's going to kind of look at me and go, I don't think I can help you. Like, I don't think that you're, you're too broken. Yeah. You're too broken. You're too messed up. And, and so all of those messages, but man, I was, I was so blessed to have a safe person, Yeah, you know, to be able to talk to, to be able to sit down and at the end for them to just smile and say, thanks for sharing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I was just thinking about just those shame messages. Shame at its very core says that if you see me, if you see what's inside my heart, you're going to leave me or Mm. I'm going to die. And both of those feel like death, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And here you are kind of pushing against those shame messages. And so so you you have this first introduction. You kind of get real, and this is where I am. This is what's Mm -hmm. going on. And now... You kind of are you st- are you bought in completely? Should I really go to this place? As they kind of use this word, you hear that word "celebrate recovery" might yeah. be good for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are you? Are you on the fence? Or are you all in on that? Where where were you? I think I was. It, honestly, it was like, yeah, I'll go try it. Like I, I, I think it's like I don't really know what to expect, and I think there was a small part of me that was this. It's probably not for me, but. I, you know, but I guess I'll go try this. I'll go at least go one time so I can say, you know, I went. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so when I walked in, um, there was kind of that, oh my gosh, like this is pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, there was, there was people there shaking my hand saying hi. And I immediately just felt like they were seeing, you know, <laughs> you know, porn addict on top Shining of my head, light on you. you know, yeah. and it was like, but, but man, when I sat down, I remember going to that first service, um, that first large group meeting. And the first thing was the worship leader came up and he just said, Hey, I'm a grateful believer and just shares these things. Yeah. And that was kind of the, I kind of was kind of like the, the dog head tilt, you know, like, <laughs> huh? Like, and, and from there it was just witnessing people happy. Yeah. People excited to be there. I think I expected a lot more somber yeah, kind of, you know, life is terrible and we're here because we're all messed right. up and, and this, we just, yeah. somber mood. Yeah. Expecting it. Yeah. And so, but seeing, seeing that, 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 that idea that joy is not the absence of something. It's the presence of someone. It's mm-hmm. the presence of God in our yeah. life. Yeah. And seeing that played out in real time, uh, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. And, um, there were still some things like, I was like, okay, what is this eight principles thing? What is this serenity <laughs> prayer? Like, 
Yeah. You know, and just even thinking like I was, I think, so I think there was some, still some skeptical, but, but, but I was hooked Yeah, from that one moment of just hearing someone. It's like, if someone can share openly, then, then maybe this is the place for me. Mm. You know, maybe, maybe this is a place where I could grow and, and learn something. Kind of a curious posture. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you have the large group experience, the mm-hmm. worship time. It's, it's not what you expected. People are actually upbeat and, and celebrating. We're not celebrating our pain, yeah, but we're celebrating that we're on the road to recovery. Mm-hmm. And that's a big distinction. But so you experienced that. And then what was the small group experience? So you, you've already taken a big risk in having this one-on-one conversation. Mm-hmm. Whew, that was hard. Yeah. Now you're introduced to bringing more people into that in a small group experience. What was that like walking into this new experience and inviting more people into that space? Yeah, I think in my head I was like, oh, this is the thing in the movies or the that people talk about, you know, we get in a circle and we share our feelings and all this. And so I was I was definitely a little nervous, a little anxious because it was like I it's one thing to kind of do a one-on-one where I've kind of I kind of know this person kind of like like I'm opening <laughs> myself but to go into that room and so I I went in there and sure enough it was like, okay, there's a circle here and and, uh, but the leader started off with prayer and he just, you know, shared a little bit and, and man, he just, when he said, Hey, I'm a grateful believer and I struggle with pornography and this and that. And, and it was like, Oh wait, like, like he's an older guy. Mm. And then all of a sudden I looked around the room and it's like, it's not just guys my age. It's like all different walks of life, old, young, um, you know, and, and, and going, and it was just kind of this small, the small light bulb moment of I'm not alone. Yeah. And to hear going around the room, all the guys introducing themselves and going, oh, I struggle with that too. And, oh, I struggle. And then the power of, you know, it was like, oh, that guy just said this. And everyone just responded with, you know, hi, whoever. And then next word, hi, whoever. And it was like, wait, are we not going to like, there's no public shaming here? Or? Go get the pastor. We got a we got a mess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so that was that was incredibly powerful. Yeah, and there and that's such a good thing. I love the the picture you're painting there. That you know it. We the enemy convinces us that we're the only one who's struggling with mm-hmm. this and thinks like this or acts yeah. like this. And and the beauty of being in that safe space, we have the small group guidelines that keep that safe. Mm-hmm. Um, is it reminds us that we're not alone. Man, when we come to that realization, it's like, ah, I'm not the only one struggling. Young or old, we all have that core understanding of what hurt is. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't have to face this alone. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty, pretty big big thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and and to go that, you know, I'm not, and in, 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 I am unique in Christ, but in some ways I'm not unique. Like, like man, there's nothing new under the sun like I think one of my biggest struggles was that you know when I was six or seven, like discovering my sexuality and and learning and figuring that out without anyone showing me or telling me, and and I held so much shame from that because it was, man, if no one showed me this, then I must be way more broken than anyone else, and just feeling almost this kind of self centered just i i'm so broken i'm so messed up i'm i'm the only one um and and but then all of a sudden to go what time out no i'm not Mm. and 
And not only do is it important that I share my struggles, that we share our struggles, but that we help each other walk through that and, and walk it through in our victories together as well. And so, yeah, the open share experience was huge to kind of that next step of going, okay, I'm not alone. Yeah. You know, and I'm not unique in that I'm the only one who struggles with sexual addiction or, you know, any yeah. of these things. And then that kind of transition into the step study small group where yeah. we're actually working through the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a game changer for you. Yeah, it was a whole, it was, again, it was kind of another level. It yeah. was another layer of, okay, I'm having this two hour, one and a half, you know, one to two hour check in once a week with these guys where I, I like to use the phrase, I'm, I'm being brutally honest, <laughs> you know, brutally honest with where I've been at, where I am. And to, and another aspect was, again, I kind of talked about this earlier, but just that multi-generational aspect. Like I remember my first step study. I mean, we had guys who were in their seventies. We had guys who were my age in their mid twenties, mid to late twenties. We had guys who were been married for 10 years and, and the power of just sitting in a room full of men week to week and hearing them unpack some of these things. Uh, again, just, I'm not alone. Yeah. I'm not alone in this. It's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing place to, to come to, to, to experience that. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So we're going to take a quick break here, Michael, and and uh, love just kind of hearing your life change story. And when we turn the corner, I'd love to kind of hear about a little bit about that inventory process and how mm, that was a yeah. big catalyst uh, for your change in your life. So, hey, stick with us, folks. We'll be right back and continue the conversation with Michael. Well, you've established a foundation through the seven keys training, online training, and now you want to build on that foundation through advanced training. We have a great opportunity for you, whether you're just getting started or you're, or you're wanting to, to build on that foundation, crconferences.com will be a great place for you to go to. We have different options, celebration place in the landing track if you need that. Hey, invest in yourself and your team, your ministry. It'll make you stronger and your team stronger. CRConferences.com for more information. Welcome back. We're talking with Michael and just uh, sharing a life change story on the impact of uh, Celebrate Recovery. And right before break, uh, Michael, we were talking about just the impact of realizing you're not alone that there's other people who are struggling with the same stuff but but seeing some fruit and some some hope and some other people that inspires you to then go into the the heart work of your own and in celebrate recovery step four can be one of those scary steps right Mm -hmm. what was that what was that like to kind of get into that to take that moral honest rigorously uh, brutally honest as you said Uh, moral inventory. How how was that an impactful for you? Yeah, it was it was huge in that I was writing down and 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 starting to put some of these things that it's like I've never shared this with someone and and going okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna share this and all those kind of initial fears that I had were you know starting to resurface and I had to. You know, but I think because I had been in that step study and been going to open share and, and I was like, okay, I can, I can trust the process. You know, this is a safe place for me to process this stuff. And so, and I, you know, I had found my sponsor and, you know, was building a relationship with him and was like, okay, I think, I think I can share this with this guy, <laughs> you know, at the very least, I'm just going to write it down 
and just read off my paper. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what I did. I mean, I, I wrote everything verbatim, how I was going to say it because I was like, I can't vamp on this cause I'm just going <laughs> to leave something out, you know, or I'm just be like, well, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so I remember, you know, showing up to his house and we sat on the, his back porch and, and, uh, and he said, all right, well, let's pray. And, and I'm sitting there and I go, okay. And, uh, and I just start reading and, mm. and I did not look up. I just had my head down <laughs> and my, my voice was shaking. Um, and I just read, I just read everything, all these things that, you know, struggles and hurts, hurts that have been done to me, hurts that I had done to others, you know, things on there that it's like, I've never really shared this with anyone. And mm. I remember getting done and it, I don't even know how long it took. It probably, it felt like it was like three hours. It was probably like 10 minutes cause I was talking so fast <laughs> and I just set my paper down and I look up and he's just up there. He's just smiling. That kind of same twinkle that I had seen, you know, yeah. from that other guy. And he said, Michael, first of all, thank you for sharing. And second of all, I want you to know that nothing that you just said makes me feel any different about you. Mm. And it changes nothing about like how I view you. Wow. And the weight of that, I think I still like it hits me at different times. Yeah. You know, and just the, the lies, those hangups that we talk about, those lie messages, the shame messages that the enemy and, and myself so easily just pour onto, you know, my yeah. heart and my mind. It was just all of a sudden there was this voice of like, Hey, those aren't true. Right. You know, that really is a lie. Mm. that you are loved, that you are, you know, set apart in Christ, that, that he really does love you. He really does care about you because this guy that's, you know, a mere mortal, a mere, mere human is able, you know, to say, Hey, I, I heard just the worst parts of you and I still love you. I still yeah. care about you. So how much more does God say that and do that? You know? Wow. I love that. And it, it, we had a previous podcast. If you missed it, go back and listen to the fifth step uh, that Jenny and Mary and and myself did. Um, it it really kind of puts an exclamation point on what you just said. You know, the the one listening just loved you, accepted, listened, mm-hmm. and prayed with you. And what a what a great expression of new experience for you in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, Michael, what's the, you know, when we get into principle six, we start kind of unpacking the forgiveness aspect. How has forgiveness and amends played a part in your recovery journey and bringing a life change to, to your heart, man? Yeah. So, yeah, the way it kind of breaks it down, it talks about just that receiving God's forgiveness, you know, offering forgiveness to others. And in, in that process, I think I, you know, was writing down, okay, yeah, I, I need to offer forgiveness to a few people, you know, some family members, some previous girlfriends. And, but overall, I like, I think for myself, I had always considered myself a pretty like forgiving person. Like I, you know, I was like, I don't really hold on to things that much. And, and so receiving God's forgiveness, like, okay, God's forgiven me. You know, I received that and I forgive these other people. And, um, and then all of a sudden that last piece, you know, has to do with looking inward, looking into to who I am. And, and I'll never forget. I was at a coffee shop. I was at my, um, earbuds in, was listening to some music, was just typing and had kind of written down a few people. And then all of a sudden it's just like, I thought of myself, you know, I thought of Michael and 
And I just remember I just started typing and it was like, I hate how I do this. Like, I, I, I wish I hadn't done that. Like, why did I, you know, say this and why did I do that? And, you know, and this was, this was even like past the inventory process, you know, cause I had processed it, but I still just this idea of myself yeah. and, and I, I got done and it was like two pages just written out and it was like coming up from, you know, from being underwater, just like, you know, and, and just going, wow. Um, like I have a lot of unforgiveness towards myself. Mm. I have a lot of self-hatred even of just, man, I'm such a screw up. And that message, yeah. you know, just continued to, to pound and pound and pound and, and to go, man, I, I have to have a healthy relationship with myself. Yeah. You know, in this. Yeah. And so you mentioned it, but yeah, celebrate recovery. Those that aren't aware has three tracks. It's receiving forgiveness from God to ourselves and then being able out of the overflow of that to extend that to others. But also the big one and can be the hardest one for some is, can I take that same grace that God has given me to, can I extend that to myself? And Mm -hmm. that was a, that was a big part of your, your journey sounds like. Yeah. And and still is, you know, it still crops up of just, okay. And, And, and that's affected my relationships because I mean, so often I will respond and treat others through the lens of how I feel about myself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if I screwed up, then I find myself being sometimes frustrated with my wife for quote unquote, no reason. Yeah. You know, when in reality, it's like, I'm just mainly frustrated about myself. And, and so being able to go, okay, how do I have a healthy relationship with God to where I do receive his forgiveness and that transfers into how I view myself. And I go, no, I'm forgiven. God loves me. God cares about me. You know, God is offering me grace and I can receive that grace. And then in return, I'm able to offer that to others. And Mm. it's still a growing process. Like I'll catch myself so often just going back to that kind of looking towards myself in an unhealthy down putting way in yeah. a lot of ways or the opposite. You know, I'm really not doing that bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, that pride yeah. you know, that I mentioned in my intro is just that kind of self idolatry. And, uh, and so, but when I, when I'm able to look at myself and go, it's less about what I've done and all about what God's done and he's forgiven me and I can receive that and begin to share that with others. That's awesome. So, man, kind of turn the corner then. Principle eight, you know, is about yielding ourselves to be used to bring this good news to others, both our, by our words and by our actions. How has God been using those past hurts that you work through and are working through? Mm. Uh, how is he not wasting those hurts as, as you live out principle eight? What's that look like? Yeah, I, I think it. I think it goes back to what got me into recovery from, you know, in the beginning, it was, I was looking for that discipleship piece. It was like, man, I need someone who's pouring into me. And then going to that principle eight, that step 12 of going, okay, now I get to pour this into others. And so, you know, I'm, God has given me an opportunity to be on staff with a CR at a local church. And that's been huge, Uh, kind of a, oh yeah, this is a clear way to give back. But I think more so has been being able to sponsor yeah. uh, men, uh, being able to um, the the local church I go to. I've involved in the student ministry and have 
you know, junior and senior high school guys that, you know, I meet with, I met with a couple guys early this morning <laughs> and, and just be able to sit down and go, listen, I know what it's like one to struggle. Yeah. And two, I know what it's like to feel like you can't tell anyone and, and to be able to see some fruit of just the, the light bulb kind of goes up and, and to know that that's happening for them at 16 and 17 and not 27 like me, it's like, ugh, there's, there's just not a lot better than that man, <laughs> yeah. to be able to, no doubt to be a part of what God's doing, be yeah. kind of that cog in in God's wheel and go, okay, Lord, wherever you need me, however you want me to fit in this, like just use me. And yeah. so that's, that's looked like a lot of one-on-one stuff and, and honestly just giving back in my local CR, yeah. even if, even though I am on staff, there's an element where I'm like, I'm still here as a volunteer. I'm yeah. still here as someone who's fellow work, struggler. Yeah. Working my recovery and, and wanting to help in whatever way I can. Yeah. I love that. So good. Well, man, as we're kind of wrapping up here, someone's listening right now that's struggling. They've bought into that, that message. Take this to your grave. Nobody mm-hmm. can know about this. What would you say to them to, maybe bring a word of encouragement to them in this season. Yeah. It's difficult. It's not easy, but it's worth it. And I think there's a simplicity to that. If I really lean into that to go, do I really believe that it's worth it to share, to invite safe people into my mess? And I mean, I can literally say personally, it is, it is worth it. I mean, it is worth uh, being able to invite people into those places to be able to to have someone look at you and go, hey, you're valuable yeah. and you're worth it. And um, those lies that you believe in, those are lies. Yeah. And uh, because I think that phrase, you know, CR, we're only as sick as our secrets. And that I was, I was so sick. And I think the one of the big missing elements that kept me kind of in this chronic illness was that I just I wasn't willing to open up and but when I got to that place to where I was mm. it was like there's that healing and the revealing another yeah. CR thing we say and so mm. being able to reveal those things that are yeah. hidden and get them into the light so that we can start working on it this yeah. is huge it's worth it yeah I love that man well I love what um, I love your courage I love that you you jumped into this process. I know it can be scary and just the encouragement you bring to me and, and all of our listeners, but on the local level, what you do for the ministry, you're a great musician and have a huge heart, but I'm glad that uh, the rescue happened Mm. in Michael's life because we're seeing a lot of fruit and the impact. Um, So thanks. Thanks for who you are. Thanks for your courage to come on and share with our listeners. And I know that you bless them folks, but just appreciate you and your wife, man. Yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah. Well, thanks, uh, those jumping on listening here today. We're grateful for you, too. And, and maybe you're in a spot right now that you can relate to what Michael's talking about. And maybe you believe those shame messages that if anybody sees this, uh, you'll leave me or I'll die. And those are very real feelings, but just know that when we can get honest about that and take that to Jesus, uh, that's where the healing begins. And as Michael said, it's hard, but it's worth it. If you'd like to join us on this road in this space we call recovery, just go to celebraterecovery.com forward slash groups, and you can literally type in your zip code and join us on this journey. 
We'd love to join you on that. But hey, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless.